Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You, or if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo, and uh, thank you for joining me again on this podcast. Um, In this previously recorded podcast, we're going to be speaking about 2 Timothy chapter 3, speaking about a little bit of things that seem to be coming to pass. Some prophetic type language that's being used, but we're also going to look at just how profitable the scriptures are for us, and uh, thank God for that. So, thank you for joining me again, and now join me in this previously recorded podcast already in session. And hello, and welcome back to Let This Mind Be in You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo with you here on another Thursday night, and it's good to see you all uh, digitally. Obviously, I can't see you in real life, but um, if you're watching on Facebook Live or you're watching on YouTube, why don't you go ahead and leave a comment and let me know where you're listening from, or just say hello. Uh, if you don't, if you're not comfortable saying where in the world you are listening from, hey, so. Um, I just wanted to bring a couple few little announcements. Of course, if you're listening on the podcast versions, um, I'm I'm appreciative of that. I'm not quite sure who all has been listening on these podcast uh, podcast platforms, but um, I know some are. Um, I could see a few uh, little bits of analytics that say that there is some people that are watching or listening anyways, and I appreciate that. It's a good way to listen to the the podcast, the audio formatted one if you're traveling down the road, and you can always go back in the archive and listen to previous podcasts that way. And it's a good way to get caught up and just study through some things. Maybe you can... uh, think of something, you're like, hmm, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to ask a question when I get home. And if you have a question and you'd like to reach out to me, reach out at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I just had a brother from England actually reach out to me today. Uh, we conversed back and forth a little bit on YouTube, but um, he reached out to me and um, and I answered right away. It's, it's a great thing. Um, we have the ability to do that with email, even around the world. And um, and so uh, that was pretty good today because I got the chance to talk to him about Bibles. My wife is saying the sound check is perfect there on Facebook. That's fantastic. And says it's good to go on YouTube. So we're, we're up and running. I checked my audio uh, recorder right before we started, so I know we're good to go on that. If you notice here... Um, if it takes, if I do turn to some uh, other passages of scripture tonight, you'll see that uh, this is a new Bible. It's still a note taker's Bible from uh, local church Bible publishers. It's the 400E3 Bravo, the note takers. And it's the same one as I have that's over here. Unfortunately, I set it on top of my roof as I was uh, setting uh, my daughter in her seat, her car seat, the other night. Uh, about a week or so ago, and I started driving down the road absentmindedly, and this uh, fell off. It survived pretty good, though. Um, There's a few little places where when it hit the road, it it messed up the pages, 
Um, but the outside binding is still good. Everything's still put together, but um, I went ahead and bought another one. But if you know anything about local uh, church Bible publishers, uh, which I don't really know a whole lot, but if you know anything about them, if do is anybody's ever had a Bible sent, uh, you send it back to them and they've uh, rebound it or uh, put different pages in, please leave me a comment or um, reach out to me on my email. I'd appreciate that because I'd like to maybe get that one fixed up because there's a lot, a lot of notes in there. I've been transferring all the notes um, into this new one, but that is obviously time-consuming. And this one um, holds a lot of, I guess you would say, sentimental value. And uh, boy, it made me sick to my stomach when that happened. And um, fortunately, a brother in Christ was behind me and said, hey, forgot something on top, and we heard it fall off, and uh, we were able to get it stopped in the middle of the road, and he was able to get out and, and gather all that stuff up. So I appreciate Brother Dan for that. Uh, looks like we got a couple people there over there on YouTube and uh, maybe one or two over here on Facebook. So that's okay. More uh, people will start joining us here in a minute. Uh, any new listeners, please, like I said, uh, leave a comment if you're a new subscriber. I reached out, uh, somebody reached out to me today. Uh, Brother Zachary Manuel and um, oh, I just used your entire name, brother. Sorry if you're watching this, uh, <laughs> but um, I, I knew him back in Linton, Indiana, way, way, way back in the day. So, um, and that's that. Also today, um, just I don't know who all cares about this, but today marks my 20 year uh, anniversary of leaving uh, and joining the Navy. Now, uh, as I've mentioned here before. I don't try to glorify that in any shape or form. Um, you know, people have been telling me congratulations and everything like that, and which I understand. And it's been, you know, you spend 20 years in something. Uh, but like I've said on here before, I would caution against it for anybody, especially in today's day and age. Um, you know, let every man be persuaded in their own mind. Uh, but uh, I'm just thankful for the grace of God because how I was – when I first joined the Navy as to where he's brought me to now. And that's only by the grace of God. So I, I'm thankful for that. Um, so that's all I'll say about that. And also today, so I was really kind of concerned cause I had my eyes dilated earlier cause I got a, um, my eyes checked as I turned 40 years old. Um, brother Mike D'Angelo, yes, we'll have to get reading glasses and also things to, uh, you know, be on the computer and so that's um, that's happened to me as, you know, this body of sin, you know, this uh, corruptible flesh does wear out. And uh, so I do have to get glasses. I don't have to wear them all the time, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, but I do have a prescription uh, that I'll be getting. So you'll be seeing me here. I, I struggle um, seeing the words on the page sometimes. I struggle seeing the, uh, you know, the the writing on my 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 monitor up here that's got all my production studio things going on in it. And so uh, that'll help me with that. So I'm, uh, I'm not really looking forward to it. I guess I'm not, it's not that I'm being vain about it. It's just, a, it's just something that I got to constantly remember. And, um, you know, I'll end up breaking them, I'm sure. So there's that, but um, I'm entering into that, that time in my life, I guess you would say. And, um, uh, you know, now I got to wear some reading glasses. So uh, you may hear in a week or so um, see me with 
some accessories next time. That's for you, Brother Aaron. The sip and turn in your Bibles. We'll get started right away. Oh, hey, so I see somebody here on YouTube. Uh, thanks, Brother Michael, for mailing the Let This Mind Be In You sticker to me. I got it today. Also, thanks for the note filled with your kind words, and may God bless you and your family always, Sister Vicki. Well, I'm so glad, Sister Vicki, that you got the sticker. I am a man of my word. So of the few seven or eight I have left, um, uh, Sister Vicky here reached out to me, left me a comment, said, hey, hey, this is my address. Would you mind? I said, absolutely not. So I sent her a, a, uh, a little bit of a note and a sticker. So hopefully she'll put that um, hopefully she'll put that on maybe like a coffee mug or something like that. And uh, to remind you, sis, to have the mind of Christ. So that's fantastic. I was thinking about uh, writing you, uh, messaging you today to see if you had gotten that yet. So I'm glad you did. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, there's a Luis Bernia. Hello, brethren. Uh, hello to you. Uh, I, again, I don't have glasses, my glasses yet, so it looks like Luis. So hello to you. And then, of course, Brother Ken there in Las Vegas, my brother in the Lord out there in the sin-filled city, as all the cities are in the world of Las Vegas. And uh, But being a shining light, uh, an ambassador, for Christ there in Las Vegas, my brother Ken. So good to see you out there. Luis is in Florida. Well, good to see you too uh, in Florida. So uh, people are starting to trickle in. So as we do that, uh, we've we've kind of done our obligatory 10 minutes to allow people to, uh, to come in here. And uh, once again, uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, like I said, I had somebody reach out to me earlier. We were uh, talking back and forth about maybe getting Bibles uh, sent over to the Philippines. And uh, so go back and watch that uh, if you want to. And remember about the Beams ministry, the Beams Bible ministry, B-E-A-M-S. I believe that's beamsbibles.com. And you type that in and you can make donations and send Bibles, King James or King James equivalents to people in the, if they have it in their language and able to send uh, Bibles around the world at no cost to the people that get them. So people all around the world that uh, maybe have to work for an entire day just to provide that day's worth of bread and provide for their family, um, you can provide them with the Word of God. And uh, nothing better than that, so... Okay, uh, I got a question here, Sister Vicky. Uh, where do you get your coffee mug uh, from the store? And it's a Yeti cup, uh, so they do keep things very warm. Yeti keeps your coffee hot. I don't know. I'm not getting paid by Yeti, but uh, I certainly paid enough for this. And this was actually uh, my niece actually bought this for one for me and one for my wife um, a few months ago. So you can get one just like this if you'd like. This is the the short uh, 12 ounce, I believe it is, or 14 ounce cup. And I have a larger one uh, that sometimes you'll see me with, but uh, not tonight. And this is decaf because I do have to work in the morning. But uh, hey, Brother Daruna, they're also in Florida. Good to see you, brother. And uh, it's good to see any all everybody joining us here on YouTube. Okay. Uh, so hope that answered your question there, Sister Vicky. And again, I'm so thankful that uh, the mail system worked and you were able to get that sticker. So now you can represent 
what it says in the Word of God and remind yourself to let this mind be in you every single day. So let's get started right away in 2 Timothy. We're going to continue our study uh, together. Uh, so if you would, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Now, we're going to speak about some things that look very similar or very familiar to us in today's day and age around the world. And uh, before we get into all that, let me just say, this has been like this. The spirit of Antichrist, this, this uh, world spirit, has been around since Adam and Eve, and we know that even from that time, prophecy-wise, that the spirit of Antichrist was already in the world. And um, but it seems to be, you know, if you, you know, I think every generation has this kind of a feeling about them. But it seems to me that uh, there's not very much worse this world can get. But uh, we'll see tonight uh, talking about these perilous times here. So let's get started in verse number one. This know also, and again, if you see me raise my Bible up so I can see, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. And, uh, you know, before, again, before I read all these things, the things that are in the world, just remember uh, that we are capable of these same things, but for the grace of God, Okay. Um, we know we won't have to answer for these sins because the sins have been forgiven, our past, present, and future sins, uh, because of his work, his righteousness, that we will one day stand before God in his clothed in his righteousness. However, we do know that we are capable of these things in the flesh. And uh, this is a good reminder to see these things and say, boy, if are these the things that are being present in my everyday life? We're not having the mind of Christ. We're not dying to self in that aspect. So just keep that in mind. Lovers of their own selves, selfishness. It is rampant in the world today, boy. I tell you what, I mean, it's one of those things that you just look around and you say, how can people be so self-centered? You know, the the selfie generation, the, uh, the social media where they're presenting themselves as one thing and all the time and constantly looking for the world's admiration, but lovers of their own selves, and people love themselves. But that's also a, a kind of a double-edged sword because the slightest little thing seems to crush them. And it's a sad thing, but the statistics do bear out that the suicide rate amongst young people, and I'm talking now I'm talking about the United States, for those that if you're watching around the world, uh, probably have similar things because this is just the way the world is. But the suicide rate, among, especially among young people, is skyrocketing because lovers of their own selves and things happen, and when something bad happens towards them, it crushes their, their you know, quote-unquote uh, self-perception, and they do terrible things to each other and to themselves. That selfishness not understanding the fact that uh, they're created in God's image, uh, that uh, he's not willing that any should perish but all come to repentance. He doesn't want what's happening in this world, but man's sin is corrupting them greatly and has been since, uh, since Adam and Eve, like I said, since the fall. But because of the second Adam, there is peace that passes all understanding. And it's a sad thing in the world today that people 
are searching so much for that peace. And here it is, freely given. Grace is free. It's here it is. Come to the end of yourself. You can't save yourself, but people still reject it. And it says here, covetous. You know, the keeping up with the Joneses, it seems like that is really prevalent in today's world. Covetous of other people's things. That's why the political system is the way that it is now. People capitalize on people's natural covetousness. People's want of things that others have. Coveting things. We'll give you more things. We'll take it from them and give it to you. Well, okay, I'll vote for you. But that's the way it is in everyday life. Look at these perilous times. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Starting to see the pattern of these perilous times that we live in. Don't worry, there's good news at the end of this. <laughs> but this is just sobering to think about all these things that seem to be playing out for on a day-to-day basis in this present world. Without natural affection. Now, this is often talked about as maybe, uh, you know, the same-sex uh, marriages and relationships and all these other kinds of things. But without natural affection, could mean that, sure. That, I'm sure that has something to do with it. But what I also see out of this without natural affection is it's naturally to care for other people, but it seems like people just don't have any care for anybody else anymore. That goes back into the same thing with lovers of their own selves. They don't have this natural affection uh, people cruel uh, to animals and other things like that, just the, the most vilest different things, and all because we're in perilous times. Last days, it's here. Without natural affection, truce breakers. Boy, if we could just find somebody that's true to their word, true to their word these days, even in so-called uh, Bible-believing uh, born again, self-proclaiming Christian uh, Christianity, um, you know, professing to know Christ, still truce breakers. I see it way too often, and Lord help me if I'm ever guilty of that. If I tell you something that I'm going to do for you as a brother in Christ, and I don't end up doing those things, truce breakers. But of course, this goes on even beyond that. You know, the signing of a truce. Uh, has to do with, you know, the like a peace treaty. I'm signing a, you know, it's this, I'm ceasing hostilities, but yet they're going to break that truce by going around and talking behind that same person's back who they signed this truce with. Truce breakers. False accusers. Anybody know about any of this kind of stuff going on? Sure. All sorts of false accusers out there today. Incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Seems to me to be the perilous times that we're living in. Despisers of those that are good. There is just a sense out there that if you hold holiness and you just want to do right as the Bible commands us to do, that you're looked on 
with disdain and absolute hate. There used to be a time in this country where there was at least a form of godliness, I would say. They, you know, the people were good, upstanding people, you know, you know, probably doing some things behind the scenes and everything like that, of course, you know, lost, probably. Um, but today is such a, a, a rampant haters and despisers of those that are just good. You're one of those people that keeps your word. You know, you, you do right. You follow the law. I mean, you, you don't break the law. You're not out there uh, rioting and all these different kinds of things. What's wrong with you? There's this absolute despising of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And boy, isn't that with the society that we live in around the world. Um, the, the, the pleasure industry, the entertainment industry, the things that bank on our, you know, the, the, the chemical reactions that happen in our brains that wants that pleasure you know, that's, that has to do even with, uh, you know, even the food industry and, and so forth and so on. And it goes on and on and on. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And to me, this is one of those things that is the most apparent. One of the most apparent things to me is lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. How the people place their pleasure over the things of God what I want over what God wants and what he's commanded and what he has said in his word. Well, I know it says that. I know it says to do these certain things. I know it says, you know, Paul talks about, you know, them to, um, you know, esteem others more highly than themselves. I know it says that, but, you know, what what's in it for me? Pleasures, lovers of pleasures for themselves more than lovers of God, God's word, his holy word, and loving that. Hmm. And look at the, 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 the connotation, as we've already mentioned in verse number five, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Paul is warning Timothy, turn away. You see this, get as far away from it as you possibly can. Now, isn't that interesting? You mean we're not supposed to try to change people's minds on what? Let the Spirit work. Give the Word of God as he gets into you in chapter 4. Just preach the Word. Just give the Word. Be lovers of God more than lovers of your own self and your pleasure. Do what God has commanded us to do. Be ambassadors for him. Give the Word of the King. And let the Spirit work. But we're not to have friendly relations and, and draw close to things of the world because it will affect us. My dad talked about it tonight. Uh, he was preaching on uh, in 1 Corinthians, a little leaven, leaven's a whole lump, talking about that, that sin that was in that church at Corinth there. And they said, you know, Paul said, these things are not even mentioned among the Gentiles. You, gotta give, you have to send him away. You have to get him out of that body because you don't catch good health, you catch bad health. And so he's saying to, to turn away, reject, get as far away from as you possibly can. For this sort are they which creep into houses. Now look at this interesting language here. And lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning 
and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And, and that, to me, labels uh, the quote, the air quotes are going up, cultural Christianity today. Having this form of godliness, it looks like it's supposed to quote-unquote look, but it denying the power thereof from such turn away, having a form for this sort of they which creep into houses. These are the ones that are seducing and pulling in the, um, the simpler-minded, the ones that are looking for these things. And it mentions here silly women, but again, men are brought right into this as well. Laden with sins, led away with divers' lust. Boy, that really, I want that. That looks good. Boy, doesn't that look good? What kind of program do you have that offers this? Oh, yeah, I want that. I want this. I want that. And they're ever learning. But never, and, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What is truth? This. Maybe they're ever learning from men. They're learning from their favorite teacher that scratches their ear, that itches it. You know, mm, that, that really feels good to me. But never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is truth. Thy word is truth. Now, he's going to use an example of this. Look at the example that he uses out of the Old Testament. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. You're telling me, Brother Mike, that people that preach the Bible, that preach the Word of God, resist the truth? They sure do. Lovers of their own selves, they want what they want. They'll read what they want into these scriptures, not for what take for what the scripture says. And they're going to resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Just means that they've turned their mind over like, I don't even want to hear this, this quote-unquote Bible believer. I don't want to hear this, thus saith the Lord. I want to know what, I want to do what I want to do. And boy, isn't that today. But they, speaking of these people, men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Janice and Jambres speaking of as theirs also was. They're going to be exposed. Now, I wonder when they're going to be exposed. They're going to be exposed when they stand before God. Boy, they're going to be exposed, and it's going to be manifest unto all men. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's turn over real quick to that. Philippians chapter 2. In verse number 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess. That's every. That's all. That's all of us should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All will see this. It's going to be made manifest, shown clearly to all, unto all men, as theirs also was. But then, here is the good news. Here is 
the fantastic news. Yes, Brother Aaron says, sobering to think of the judgment before Christ someday. Yeah. And it's going to be made manifest before all, as the, as the Scripture just says here. But Paul talks to Timothy and says, here's how you, I guess you would say, how do you turn away from these all? How do you avoid this? And look what he says, verse number 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine. So these letters from the Apostle Paul, these things that he's been inspired by the Holy Spirit to write to churches, we should know these doctrines. But thou hast fully known my doctrine. Do we fully know the doctrine that Paul has laid out from Romans to Philemon? Do we know it? Manner of life. We see Paul's example. Now, he followed Christ, and what did he say? Follow me as I follow Christ. So he is our example. He is, he is the one that we're supposed to be following after, but not following after the man, Apostle Paul, not following after Paul of Tarsus. We're following after Christ by looking at the manner of life, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, all these things that he talked about, by the way, back when we were talking in chapter 2. The same thing, he's exhorting Timothy to know fully my doctrine, manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long-suffering, my charity, my patience, my persecutions. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to add to the Bible here, but as Paul is speaking, thou hast fully known my doctrine, and it's just comma, the next thing. That's speaking about Paul's manner of life, Paul's purpose. Paul's faith, his long-suffering, his charity, his patience, his persecutions, his afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now, did Paul get delivered from the chopping block when he got his head removed? Yes, because Paul, I, will, I would say that absolutely he was delivered because it says, for, for, to me, for me to live is Christ. See, Christ delivering them all, and to die is gain, still delivered out of it. That is our example, not to be tethered, as it says in chapter 2, to this present world, encumbered with these things, but instead looking to things that are eternal. And that is our purpose that is the faith that we should be showing on a day-to-day -day basis. How we should be long-suffering with people. How we should be showing charity, patience. Persecutions are coming, Brother Mike. Go through them. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's our example. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, I will say this. There's people that have lived their life godly, I would say, and never got stoned to death or shipwrecked or beaten with stripes or cast into prison. But the persecution that happens, and, and what's the best way I want to put this? I, I think biblically speaking, it's, it's happened to the body of Christ. It's happened to us all anyways. So the living in that godliness we are the ones that have suffered persecution. Now, whether that persecution comes with people thinking you're some sort of weirdo and shunning you and casting you aside and despising those that do good that he mentioned in the first part of this chapter, 
Maybe. I don't know what that persecution is going to look like. But I do know that if you live godly in Christ Jesus, you will you shall suffer persecution. There will be something that happens. There will be something that you will have to lose, give up. And that might be friendships. That may be all these different things. People might cast you aside and talk about you, heady, high-minded. They might tra- be a traitor towards you. All these things that we saw that are going to be happening in these perilous times. Live godly for Christ, though. No matter what. Just live for him. It's your reasonable service. But look at this. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Is this world going to get better? No. Can things around this small pockets get better and people get gloriously saved and things and come together and grow in the grace and the knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, absolutely, all the time. But we will always be the minority because evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. And don't we see that? Deceiving, so they're purposely lying to people, and they're receiving or they're receiving these lies being told by other people, and they're being deceived as well because they have no truth, no foundational truth. But, I love that's there, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. Paul said, I am fully persuaded, neither height nor depth, you know, all these different things shall separate me from the love of Christ. These things, these things, thou which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, Paul is saying to Timothy, you've learned them from me. You know me. And what I've been going through, as as Jesus told me that I would suffer these things for the gospel's sake, thou hast learned them. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. Now, what are these? These are the holy scriptures that Timothy would have right back here. And I would venture to say, not only the Old Testament that Timothy had, these holy scriptures, but Timothy would also have something else. I believe by this point in time, I could be mistaken, but I believe these letters are being written and copied and being brought about and shared with other people all over. And I think that they knew, and Paul knew that he was given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, these letters to write. These are holy scriptures as well. And that from a child, though, so these are before the Apostle Paul, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, that's a very interesting way of saying that. Now, would somebody say, well, they didn't know about Christ Jesus in the Old Testament? I don't know. They didn't know about the cross. But these things were in the Scriptures, things that were revealed later i think of the you know the the teaching and when when jesus earthly ministry when he would say certain things and these men that knew scriptures would sit there and and you know 
chastise him and say, not so, Lord, you know, especially when Jesus started talking about he would go to Jerusalem to be killed and rise again on the third day. He's like, not so, Lord. I think that that's so interesting that these people walked with Jesus Christ, God manifest in flesh, and still didn't understand, but those were written in the Holy Scriptures. Interesting, because in verse number 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, all of it, and is profitable. Look at the profitable. Look, you want to know treasures? You want to have the profit? You want to have the riches of God? Know his holy word. Know his scriptures, because it's given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Be careful. As Paul's already told Timothy, rightly divide. Don't be trying to grab these different things back in here that um, have nothing to do with a doctrinal stance and try to make him some sort of a doctrine. It's a recipe for disaster. But it's profitable for doctrine, yes, and what else? For reproof. You can find reproof all throughout the Holy Scriptures. It's profitable. It's so good for reproof. And that's basically the whole thing of proofing is the, uh, the idea of taking gold, silver, and, you know, it's 24-karat gold. It's proof, the silver proof, you know, like the, they're, they're stamping it that it's been tried and true. And what it does, though, it's the refining of that. So the reproving is the refining. Oh, got to work this out. This has got to get. This has got to be removed. It's the sanctification process. This is great for sanctification. Reproof for correction. I, you know, I'm going down this one path here. Like, whoa, the, the scriptures say that that is not the path that I should be on. Now you have a choice. <laughs> uh, take that correction and then correct course. Correct. You know, it's like a ship that's getting off course and has to tack back over to where it needs to be true, sailing the course. That is the reproof, the correction, and for instruction in righteousness. He just got done talking about in the letter, and we'll, we can go back over there, talking about the great house and their not only vessels back in verse number 20 of chapter 2. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, verse number 21, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. In order to be prepared, you need to be righteous. As he just got done say, those that will live godly in Christ Jesus, sell yourself for persecution, you want to be righteous. You want these instructions for you. You want the guidebook. It's right here. Instruction in righteousness. Why? Why, Timothy? Why, Paul? Why? That the man of God, the lady of God, the man of God, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished. Now, the perfect means complete. We have the complete scriptures. We have what God wants us to have. May be perfect, complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I think about the, the, the thing that we just talked about here with it being a house, thoroughly furnished. It's like when you buy a house and you move in and it's thoroughly furnished, everything is already in place. But what about, I need to go, boy, I need to go buy the such, well, wait, it's already here. But don't I have to go outside and go purchase something else to furnish this house? It's already furnished. 
Now, that's my simple-minded way of trying to, you know, that's my simple mind working in that when I see thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I think about that house that he just talked about to Timothy just a little bit earlier in this letter. It's thoroughly furnished, though, folks. You don't need to find... Let me be careful how I say this. Can you find good learning that are biblically-based books? Sure. I, I, I don't have any necessarily any problem with that. But people go to these self-help books, even the ones that are biblically, quote-unquote, based. But you want to be thoroughly furnished unto all good works? Have the mind of Christ. Have his word, his inspired, infallible, inerrant word that we have today. So you want to be perfect? You want to be complete? You want to be a vessel that's used for honor. You want to be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. You better be established in this. And that leads into this next part of the letter, which we'll reach and we'll talk about next time when we get into 2 Timothy 4, when he says, I charge thee therefore because of everything that I just told you. And Paul's going to give him the charge, the, the, the command from like, it's almost like a commanding officer giving you a charge. This is your instructions. This is what you're supposed to do. And we'll get into that next time. So that's going to be great uh, to talk about. And so I look forward to that. Oh, well, this is a weird view. This isn't the right one I was looking for. Let's look at this other one here and let's go over to some of the, the in, uh, comments here. Endure as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a good verse. Uh, so Brother Daruna talks about Ephesians 6 1. And uh, I think about the, you know, the, the 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 whole armor of God, and one of the things that we have is the sword of the spirit. We have the sword, <laughs> the word of God. And then the same thing on uh, the sword that proceedeth out of his mouth. That's what he's going to judge people on. Uh, so that's, that's very good. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good comments here. And so, Brother uh, Luis, Romans 15, 4, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of, of the Scripture, might have hope. In fact, and that's in, amen, that's exactly right. The Word of God, as my brother Ken just said, will change you if you let it. So, uh, been pretty quiet over here on Facebook, though. So, I did see that from Greencastle, Pennsylvania, my brother in the Lord, Brother Aaron Clark, he's he checked in. I don't know if he's still on, but he may be. It's good to see everybody um, that potentially was joining us from other places around around the world tonight. So, that's good. Uh, be thinking, as I, I'm looking, i got to remember to look into this camera, uh, be thinking about um, where we go from here. So is there a particular book of the, uh, you'd like to study through after this? Um, if you'd like to, uh, just give a suggestion. I think if, I think where I'm going is going to just follow into Titus because there's it's such a natural transition. Obviously, they're right next to each other. Um, but it's a, it's a confirmation of what Paul tells Timothy. It's like the same thing he tells Titus, just in a slightly 
different way. There's a little bit, so what I think is a little bit more clarifying things, um, or at least more things that come out. Obviously, every time you go to God's Word and you study through it, uh, something new is going to pop out at you because it is the Word of God. Well, good. I'm glad you're still on, my brother. Brother Aaron, I appreciated your text message today, Brother Aaron. It was a good reminder, and I appreciate you uh, for reminding me. Huntress R. Over here on YouTube, that's good to, uh, I think I've seen you around here before, so that's good to see you on here. And um, as we start wrapping it up, unless anybody's got any more comments, we can uh, wrap it up early tonight. Brother Ken says, uh, amen on that illustration of furnished, Brother Michael. Yeah, it's just something that just popped out to me, Brother Ken. Um, as I was, <laughs> as I studied through these things, I didn't even think about the furnished. And then as I was reading this again, the 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 thought that the, uh, that, Earlier in that chapter, in, or in that uh, letter to Timothy, he talks about the house. And, uh, and then when I thought about furnished, I was like, wow, boy, isn't that true? We don't have to go outside the house or go to extra things to be furnished. It's already there. It's complete. It's perfect. It's a fantastic way of looking at it. Um, like I said, it's, it helps me to simplify it in my mind. So if it helps other people's, praise the Lord. Brother Aaron says you're missing your coffee cup. Where is your coffee cup? Did you leave it here? Did you bring it? No, you didn't bring it. But this is the one that he was using, though. I got it. Missing your coffee cup. He was using this the entire time he was here. So, you know, more than uh, now that I think about that, it makes me miss you even more, brother. Makes you miss you even more. Um, so, like I said, also, if you are you didn't watch from the beginning, so this is a new Bible, and I'll show you again. This is, uh, I'll show you in this close-up camera here. This is uh, from local church Bible publishers. This is the note-taking Bible. And if you have experience with sending a Bible back, if you have experience sending a Bible back to local Bible church publishers, um and them fixing pages. I'll show you here. We'll switch it over here to this other camera. That might help us a little bit. So right here in 1 Kings and a few other places, it, it kind of got ripped up. The pages held up very well, actually, though, if you can kind of see that. Uh, I'll try to get the uh, angle here. Got the bright studio lights on, so but you can see that it got tore up a little bit. But the the binding, it's still it's still it's still my favorite Bible. And um, like I said, it made me sick to my stomach when I when I when it I absentmindedly left it on top of the of the uh, car. And um, boy, I hate that. But uh, well, let me go ahead and turn it back over here. I don't think we have any more comments, do we?
All right. So I think we're, yeah, there's talking about uh, maybe potentially going with Titus. So I think we will. But anyways, let me get this turned back over here. Get this out of my face. There we go. Uh, so thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, we, I had a great time studying through that. And uh, like I said, have the mind of Christ. We, we talk about it all the time. But just knowing that we're thoroughly furnished, we have the profitable, how profitable, how the great riches that we hold in our hand. Let's not take it for granted. Let's study the show that ourselves approved. It's right here, the word of truth. They reject it. They despise it. They don't want any part of it in the world. This perilous times have come. There's things, um, heady, high-minded, traitors, all these things that are in the world. We have all these things that seem to be against us, but he has thoroughly furnished us unto all good works with this. Help, uh, help us, Lord, to be ever mindful of that and to be grateful and also be good stewards of it these riches, because we will give an account. We will answer for that. Uh, so study to show yourself approved. Anyways, be ambassadors this week. Um, pray that the Lord would send somebody in your in your path um, that the Spirit's been working on, and that you would give the opportunity to be able to present the clear scriptures and give the simplicity of the gospel. I pray that that happens for you this week. And um, again, if you have never been saved, you're not a new creature in Christ, you're not in his body, he is not in you, then please reach out to me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I would love to talk to you. And um, so I appreciate you all joining me tonight. And we're going to go ahead and start logging off. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and log off and uh, finish up for tonight. Hey, I love you in the Lord. Thank you for joining me. And uh, we'll, we'll end it a little bit earlier than our, our normal hour. Um, but uh, we'll pick up next week with 2 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, we're going to look at the charge. It's not just the charge to Timothy. It's the charge to all of us. So I look forward to seeing you next time. All right, God bless you. Uh, and thank you for um, everything. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for the words of encouragement. Uh, be praying for me, and I will be praying for you to die to self because I still have that capability within me and this, this rotten flesh that groans. The spirit within me groans, and it's ready for the redemption of this, this body. So be praying for me to die to self. All right? God bless you. Have a great night, and thank you for joining me again on Let This Mind Be In You. I'll see you next time, Lord willing.